Hey guys, welcome to the first preview episode of It's At My Turn, a podcast for board game fans created by board game fans. My name is Malcolm, and I'm the crazy guy who pulled this ragtag team of board game lovers together. And when I say preview episode, as I said, I guess I actually mean the first part of our introduction, which you're going to meet our regular panel lineup. But before we meet the team and we start revealing secrets like which popular games each of us really don't like, let's talk about what you can expect in each episode of Is It My Turn? Um, and I guess I'm going to start with the most important question, which is why are we making this podcast? And the answer is pretty simple. I mean, we love board games. We love playing them. And every time we do, which is maybe a little more often than any of us might care to admit, we end up talking about what we loved about the game that we just played while we're packing it away. So that's essentially what Is It My Turn is about capturing those conversations and giving you our thoughts on some of the great games that are out there. Now at this stage, we have no idea if this is going to be successful or not, but we're committing to producing 10 episodes covering some recent favorites like Everdell and Root, as well as a few games that have been around for a little longer like Dixit and Ticket to Ride. In each episode, we're going to give you an overview of the game, some basic details of the mechanics, what we thought about the balance and the themes. And we'll even talk just a little bit about the aesthetics, but not too much because, you know, it's a podcast and, you know, in audio, no one can hear your interpretive dance about how good something looked. Anyway, on to the introduction. Guys, let's kick off. Uh, is it my turn? Episode zero. Uh, for those of you that are joining us, for those of you that are listening, thank you very much for coming along. Um, this is going to be an interesting journey. Uh, as we go through this, the, the evolution of this podcast, you'll get used to us playing a game and then talking about a game. We have spent this afternoon playing yeah, probably one of our favourites and then figuring out what on earth are we going to talk about, um, which seems bizarre in a podcast where we want to talk to you about board games. So what we want to do is introduce you to our regular panel, who's myself, Malcolm, Alice. Hello. Nick. Hi, everyone. And we're going to start with just giving you a sense of who we are. Yeah? So, Alice. Hello. Tell me about some of your favourite types of games. What, what's on your list? Um... Do you want me to give you the game names or things like mechanics? Both. Uh, let, let's let's go with sort of the types of games and and their names, right? So you know, do you, if if it's strategy and that type of thing. Um, my favorite games tend to um, be pretty strategic, um, pretty. Uh, oh, how do you put this? Um, I'm much. I'm. I'm more interested in strategy and tactics than in a story. As a general rule, cool. um, I like uh, elements such as um, pattern building, tableau building, card drafting, um, things like that. Um, I am interested in games that. I can where I can get better at playing the game 
each time I play it. So my goal with with board games in general is I want to get better at the game rather than to win per se. I'm not the world's most competitive person. Hadn't noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, it's about feeling like I'm getting better at something and doing something well. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so uh, I like games such as um, uh, Quirkle and Everdell and Glory to Rome and Seven Wonders. Um, games like that. Cool. Um, Nick, what about your types? Yeah, actually very similar, Mel, uh, to Alice. I I really like thematic strategy games. So uh, it's it's really just about something that can tell a story that's actually quite different to Alice, I think. Um, I'm fine with luck in my games. I don't particularly need it to be deterministic. It doesn't really matter to me if uh, if the thing that screws me up is is luck, although there's a limit on that at all. Yeah, there's always a limit on that. <laughs> but ultimately, I'm after a game that tells a story uh, or at least generates anecdotes. I mean, some of my favourite games that we've played together, uh, games like with Leaving Earth, you know, how many times Yuri Gagarin or... Um, Got the other one. Who's the other one? Shep. Shep. Yeah, Alan Shepard or Yuri Gagarin almost always burn up in re-entry. And that becomes part of the story, not only of the game itself, but the story that we tell each other. Yeah. Or starve in Earth orbit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other Sorry, one. Sorry, Shep. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I like I want to be able to tell a story about the time I finally pulled off a avian uplift world gene objective victory in Race for the Galaxy because it's this kind of white whale of a victory because you need about 18 cards to fall your way. Um, so I want a game that, that has that you know, it's got to have a bit of it's a bit of luck, bit of uh, a bit of skill. Um, it's got to tell a story. I want to be able to build something or evoke something when I'm playing. So, two games that really types of game that really appeal are tableau builders and area control games. Um, so, you know, something that evolves as it plays. Um, I'm thinking things like Aura at Labora for tableau building, uh, area control, Root, which is going to come up a lot, I think. Uh, and lastly, I really want an engine builder. So, something that uh, you know, something where I can put a lot of very small pieces together and have it do something that it wasn't going to do in and of itself. It's one um, of your real strengths yeah. as a gamer, certainly in the, in the time that we've been playing together, your ability to go, ah, if I put this little cog together with this little cog, I am just going to produce something ridiculous. It's a lot of fun when you pull it off. And, you know, it's devastating yep. <laughs> as an opponent. <laughs> You're left going, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like things like, Again, or at Labora, um, Everdell comes up as a. I like. I like the way the cards go together in Everdell, um, but ultimately for me, it's about. It's a simulation. I want dynamism. I want depth, and I want decision space. I want yeah, those yeah. three things in spades. So, you know, I'm happy to spend three or four hours in a game if it gives me those things. Something like High Frontier, which we've never played together because it's mm. hard to get a copy of, but it's you know endless building of very small robots in the solar system or leaving earth which we've never finished a game of <laughs> or everdell which uh, which is a you know a kind of current fave yeah and i think i'm i'm quite similar i think all of us love something that's got an element of strategy to it mine's more in the abstract sense mm. of strategy mm. i think um so where i i love having the the variability of decision space that doesn't necessarily have to be driven by a theme mm. um 
and even though I think something like Rise of Tribes, for example, can feel thematic mm. from its strategy perspective, it's very abstract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're obviously a tribe trying to gather victory points, but mm. you're you can be going down the path of of of, of, um, of you know villages or goals or whatever. So many different ways that you can get through that space, which has been one of our sort of discoveries. Um, you're also a bit of a um throw it at the wall and see what sticks kind oh of absolutely yeah. which is which is very how i'm very similar to alice because mm. i want to keep improving mm. um but i absolutely embrace the idea that one of the best ways to improve is to screw it up <laughs> and fix it next time around mm -hmm. right that didn't work <laughs> that didn't work oh, hey that actually worked a little bit better Let's give that one a try. Let's incorporate that into what I'm trying to do next time. So that's that's really where I where I like to get into it. So um, I like uh, it's it's turned out recently that that I love games that have got a cutesy animal component. To them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm an animal lover anyway. But uh, you know, we've already brought up Everdell. We've already brought up Root. God, those games are cute. Yeah. Like, they're adorable. I'm thinking uh, Takenoko. Takenoko. <laughs> yeah. um, that panda. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man, that panda is adorable. Mm. So anything that's that's got that in there, I'm, I'm, I'm usually loving. What about, what about dislikes? We'll go back around the other way. So, mm. Nick, is there anything that, that, that you really can't get into? It's yeah. never going to get you... Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, for me, it's pretty simple. It's just abstracts, like pure abstract games. I mean, you know, chess is... I, I'll play chess, but checkers I'm not so excited by. But um, anything that's totally abstract and the kind of the children of abstract games, I guess. Like, I, pure strategy is also... Like, just pure deterministic strategy is also something I don't love. It's got to be some luck. So, um, for example, the game Napoleon's Triumph would be a nightmare for me if there wasn't the memory component of trying to remember what pieces were where. Even though it's a deterministic combat system, there's that little bit of luck in, in, the, in that things move around, you get confused. If it's just as simple as calculating what's on the board and just, just going, I'm not interested. Because I, I don't have that kind of mind. I can't calculate the efficiencies. I can't. You know, I can't yeah. do it. I can't do the maths fast enough. And no, I, I no make playing go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I make lots of mistakes that have to do with feelings. <laughs> All of the feels. All of the feels. All of the time. <laughs> yeah, Alice. Um, for me, the the main things I dislike in games are almost more personal. Um, I don't like games that have a traitor. For example, Ooh, yeah. um, I I like I like friendly games. Um, <laughs> as, we, as I said before, well, co-ops are a big one, but as I said before, I'm not actually hugely yeah. competitive. Um, mm. And so, games that involve um, sort of reveling in deception, mm. or um, yeah, one person being a traitor, or anything that really um, encourages uh, picking on mm. an individual player or ganging up on an individual player. Take that um, to note, your friend. Yeah. I, I um, For example, one slight exception to this that sort of demonstrates the, the rule is um, I actually do enjoy um, uh, 
Adventure Time Munchkin, <laughs> but that's because it's Adventure Time, yep. not because it's Munchkin. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I as, can definitely as the play take that game right. And yeah. I can definitely play Adventure Time Munchkin with the wrong people. <laughs> yeah. uh, so really, those sort of um, games and anything, interestingly, anything that is actually too heavily story-based or role-play-based. Mm. I tend to like to keep my board gaming and my role-playing separate. Mm. Yep. So if I'm going to role-play, I want to role-play. If I'm going to board game, I want a board game. Mm. And um, I don't really want them to be the same thing. Mm. Um, so I, I'm i not as fond of things like Gloom or... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is such a shame because you know. <laughs> yeah, and 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 look, and I, and I know you get but a couple of good storytellers together. Yeah, and and, and that's amazing. And that's and a couple thing. of good goths. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Well, I've got that aspect down, but the I'm not I'm not I find storytelling and narrative more stressful than a lot of people, so that they are not my favourites. Yeah. Um, Again, I look, I'm going to be the, the the opposite of that side of it. I mean, I do love something that's got a narrative element. Um, I mean, it was one of the, the best things about uh, Pandemic Legacy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The narrative that made us just grind through the second half of that game. Uh, it just kept me so engrossed. I don't think uh, I've ever played any game for 14 straight hours. hours. That was insane. 14 <laughs> hours. It was, it was amazing. Only a role-playing game. <laughs> yeah. Other, yeah. No, when we were 20. Yeah. yeah. No no board game has ever made me want to do that. No. Um, Look, the the things that get me, uh, I'm I'm a because I like to be able to improve as something goes along. I get frustrated beyond belief when the determination is so random. So there mm. are times when dice rolling has just absolutely killed my enjoyment of a game. Rum and bones. There's a couple of rum and bones yep. instances where tactics perfect, yep. and unless these dice screw me. This is going to be amazing. It's, clunk, clunk, clunk. it's oh. really interesting because that's why I stopped playing Blood Bowl. Like I, I loved Blood Bowl. I used to run leagues of it, and I completely agree with you there. Blood Bowl used to drive me mad because you, you know, you could trip over and die just because you rolled the wrong dice, and it yeah. was the right move, but you rolled the wrong dice. And actually, I had to stop playing because it made me too angry. So I think you and I are quite similar in yeah. that regard. I think that's the that that dice rolling and random element is something that you can handle in role-playing as opposed mm. to board games because in role-playing there's always a way around it mm. there's a story way that you can generally talk yourself out of it some or yeah. there's or, a tpk and you roll in your character it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah. but or, or you've also got an adjudicator like exactly you, you, you've, you've got, got a dm who who's, can who's then make be a like, decision no i don't want this story to end i'm mm. gonna fudge that a little bit <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> Alice, are there particular, so sort of talking about the dice rolling things, are there the particular mechanics that you do or don't like that we haven't covered? Um, I think I think I mentioned them in the beginning. I think, um, uh, as I said, I th um, pattern building, yeah. tableau building, yeah. card drafting, um, those sort of, um, of elements are... Uh, usually in the games that I enjoy the most. Cool. Mm. Yeah. And were there any that we missed for you in terms of mechanics? or? So weirdly for someone who 
I mean, when we get to <laughs> when we get to my favorite games later, this won't make much sense what I'm about to say. But uh, I just like a lot of the mechanics that come out of card games, um, specifically like Alice drafting, tableau building. I, I'm a big fan of games that force you to manage your hand, even though I really suck at it. Uh, I like simultaneous action games. That's I think there's a lot of strategy in that space where you're doing things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Race of the Galaxy yeah. is a great example. Yep. Um, I particularly like games that have cards in them where the cards do multiple things depending on when you play them, where you play them, or what they do. So the three that immediately leap to mind are Race for the Galaxy, Glory to Rome, and Root. Like there's something really neat about a card that you, that you look at in different ways depending on whether it's your turn, someone else's turn, what phase it is, or in the Glory to Rome example, where it is on the table. Like I love yeah. the way that... I love the card flow of Glory to Rome, even though it's a mess to try and and uh, and figure out. But and yeah, Seven Wonders can do a similar thing. It can, yeah, as well. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, favorite games. Yeah, this is always something that 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 <laughs> you you can really end up with with some very broad answers. Yeah. Do you mean all time favorite? Uh, no, I'm actually gonna let let's start with what's what is at the top of your list right now. Nick, you're up. (laughs) Well, I've mentioned it a few times and this will come as absolutely no shock to anyone in the room, but Root. Root is an absolute current fave. I can't get enough of it. Um, I mean, I think it's the only game I've ever played nerdily alone in my room with playing all five hands just to figure the rules out. It still took 10 games to figure out, but uh, absolute classic. I also, as poor old Mal will know, can't really go past leaving Earth at this point, even though it seems to take about 12 hours to finish a game and we've God, never... One day. Yeah, one, one day. day we'll finish. Yeah. Um, or and, we'll find a way to save. Yeah, <laughs> save the game. Uh, which actually, it should be really easy to do that. Anyway, um, and other than that, um, Sentinels of the Multiverse, since the, the final expansion came out, even though it's a little bit long in the tooth, I'm pretty keen to give that another go. Yeah. Good games. Good games. Alice. Um, I have to say that my uh, current favourite, um, especially in terms of most recent games, um, would have to be Everdell. Um, it's got all of the elements that I really enjoy. Uh, it's got um, the card drafting and the tableau building and the hand management and um, the strategy that is really much more about what you do than trying to stop other people from doing yeah. things um and, and it's little woodland creatures. and it's a, and it's adorable oh, God, um it's beautiful it's, hedge pigs it's after <laughs> ah hedge pigs um which are hedgehogs by the way for anyone who's wondering um after uh, aside from uh, Takedo, I think it's probably the most beautiful game board mm. game that I've seen so mm. far, and I'm sure that there are others that are up there. But um, in terms of ones I've directly encountered, mm. so uh, Everdell at the moment is is definitely my top. Yeah, yeah, and I can't wait for the expansion, <laughs> which we great. which we backed yeah, in the yeah, Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. Yes, looking forward to that. Uh, for it won't come as any surprise to either of you it's rise of tribes is my game of the moment uh this is this is a game that that i got introduced to and came home and bought online like it was that quick uh and i don't know that i've ever done that with a board game i don't know that i've done that with much of anything that i experienced something and straight away go yes that want to buy it um just 
the short, sharp nature of the game, the diversity of strategy, uh, the the subtle um, the subtle way that the dice mechanic varies the game. I'm still I'm still absolutely in love with that sort of seasons component. You've uh, got to save some of this for the episode. We oh do on yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> That's when I'm going to go into it in real detail. Um, but no, Rise Rise of Tribes is 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 definitely uh, definitely my 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 game of the moment. Alice, have you got any any uh, favourite classics? <laughs> um, I've got a few uh, different uh, different ones. I think. Um, my favourite um, classic, really ab- purely abstract um, game would have to be Quirkle um, because I love me some pattern recognition um, and pattern creation and that's so simple but it's it's got it in spades. Um, I... Um, in terms of um, cooperative games, um, Pandemic is still um, one of my favourites. It's yeah. got such <laughs> incredible replayability. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I love, it was the first cooperative game that I ever played. Yeah. And I just didn't realise that there were board games that could be like that. Mm. So, um, and and I have a newfound love for it after having almost killed ourselves playing <laughs> Pandemic Le- Legacy Season 1. So, yeah. um, I'm looking forward to Season 2. Um, yeah. Might have to take a week's leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. Um, find a good therapist. <laughs> and um, another um, very big favourite um, in terms of what could be considered um, actually one of my one of my gateway um, games that uh, I still really really love to play is Ticket to Ride, and that's got a number of those elements. So it's got the um, the set building and the um, the card drafting and the hand management, and um, it really is about about patterns and and planning your own um route so um no pun intended um too late (laughs) yeah so i could i could go on but i think they're probably um among my top three nice nick uh i'm gonna give you three classic faves um i'm gonna go for the like properly classic one first the uh 1984 reimagining of squad leader advanced squad leader i think i have probably about four metric tons of game pieces for this game. I've spent about $3,000. Um, it's uh, something I tend to hide in uh, in storage because it's not the kind of game you can get people interested in. Um, but it's, I mean, it's incredible. In it's terms also of, not the sort of game that you can just store in general unless you have a really large yeah, house. That's it. I think it's the only game where it, well, it's, no, it's not the only game. War games always, almost always do this, where it takes longer to play the game than it would have been to actually just fight the war but um it's no it's pretty remarkable uh i like that a lot um it's it's got everything i like in it it's got lots of lots of kind of meaty crazy chromey special rules that you forget um it tells a really really great story and almost always comes down to the role of the last dice which is exactly what i said i didn't like but still it's pretty great um twilight struggle is also an absolute classic um i think 
I like what I like about Twilight Struggle is that you have to ameliorate the luck of the cards. Like you draw stuff. Yeah. It's got multi-use cards. Um, there's a bit of area control. The connection between the cards and the board is really, really good. Um, and most of the game is puzzling out how you're going to do the least damage to yourself while you do the most damage to your opponents. Very, very clever. And Race for the Galaxy, which is just, I mean, I don't know. There's not many games other than maybe Rise of Tribes that you can pack quite as much strategic depth into 20 minutes. It's a pretty brilliant game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a favourite for me yet, but Race for the Galaxy, it's just sort of talking about the depth of strategy mm. um but when i stop and look at at, at my list of favorites as well um strategy is is clearly well represented i mean it starts <laughs> the, the first game i remember owning because i i loved it as a kid was was stratego or stratego depending on it's a great okay. game yeah <laughs> um the number of times however that i would just run into bombs yeah so bad at that so bad at it um but still loved it and so that that for me it's the sort of thing that i don't own it mm. but i could actually see myself getting into a game now i go yeah, yeah actually you know what yes i haven't played this in 30 odd years <laughs> but let's go for it um pandemic definite favorite um it was the sort of thing that that um, I think as as we got back into board gaming, uh, Ticket to Ride I think was one of the first ones that that got us back into it heavily. But then um, Pandemic came on on onto our radar shortly after that, and that was the thing that had me go, "Yep, love it, mm. absolutely love it." Fell in love with that game very quickly. Um, haven't I, first to admit haven't played all of the the variants yet, and. Uh, still think that what i consider to technically be the most recent variant variation of pandemic which just happens to be a forbidden <laughs> game uh is brilliant and you, know, you can you can certainly see its pedigree mm. um and its influence in a lot of other games but definitely loving that um and then the last one for me is is very old school it's a game that i was introduced to by my father um, and it's technically meant to be played by seven people, but hmm. we used to play it as two or maybe three, and that's diplomacy. Oh, brilliant. Where you, know, you would just be sitting down trying to write down a set of orders mm. uh, with a, you know, a, a an alliance of countries in Europe <laughs> and, and, until one person had to go, yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm clearly beaten. And obviously uh, with all the backstabbing, it's like Alice's favourite game. Oh, yeah, 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 suffice to that say. That would be one that we have never played never, together. Yeah, never played together, never going to. Um, but uh, There are some things that have to be sacrificed for a happy marriage. That is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Uh, but yeah, I, I have a lot of a lot of fun memories of of, of uh, Saturday or Sunday afternoons just wasted sitting around a table w with a bunch of funny little plastic helmets mm. and ships mm. trying to conquer Europe. Let's let's flip that um, and maybe talk about some popular games that we dislike. Uh, I'm going to lead this off, and, I, and I'm going to lose a lot of uh, a lot of friends here. <laughs> It is so popular amongst the gaming community, but I'm sorry, Settlers of Catan. <laughs> we own it. It's sitting in the shelf. I never get to play it because he hates it. <laughs> I really don't like it. I really, really don't like it. And that comes down to... The robber? Is it the robber? <laughs> oh, actually... No, because we play a friendly version where the robber only always yeah. gets sent to an, a vacant yeah. hex. Um, <laughs> and just that horribly... 
random nature of it. Mm. Like it, it's just it's that little bit too random for me to to genuinely enjoy. Mm. Um, I can see all of the merit in it that, that people talk about it, and and I'm not saying that it's a bad game. I just mm. I just don't enjoy playing it. It's getting a bit long in the tooth, I think. Settlers. I mean, it's I don't know how old it is now. But I quite would have, yeah I would have played it six hundred times at uni. I mean I probably played Settlers Catan instead of going to lectures, which explains why it took me so long to get through uni. But I just you know if it hits the table I'll play it because it's a great way to get people into the hobby. But oh god I'd play almost anything else. I completely agree with you. <laughs> yeah. So in that case, take it up. Besides besides Settlers. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's a what's a, uh, a surprisingly popular game that that is just not on Nick's list? Well I'm gonna I'm gonna you know. Uh, put a dent in our friendship by saying ticket to ride <laughs> um, partially because I really like trains and <laughs> the way, and I really like simulations and it is the least simulative train game I have ever encountered in that Absolutely. the trains, they don't have engines. You don't, and you're building trains instead of tracks and where are the shunting puzzles? So yeah, I, I struggle with ticket to ride. Um, I've played it maybe only once or twice. It left me pretty cold. I'm pretty happy to say that's not about the game. It's about the theme. I want, I just wanted the theme to be a lot more, yeah, themey. Yeah, themey, thematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, Agricola drives me absolutely nuts because I think it probably appeals to a certain kind of gamer who likes efficiency more than they like the real world. Um, so it seems to exist in some sort of strange infinite radial plane looked after by the gods of law, and I'm just not interested in that. Um, also blocking, blocking sucks. Uh, and a, a kind of current one that everyone seems to love that I've played once and could not get into his scythe i don't know if you guys have come across it it's I've heard about it not come across it yet yeah i played it once and just found myself going this pretends to be incredibly thematic it's got all these amazing steampunk drawings of you know mechs in a kind of interwar europe you know it's got all these great names that conjure up a kind of otherworldly russia and otherworldly england otherworldly japan and i was just playing it going this has nothing to do with the pictures why am i doing this um again it felt um uh like can't think of the word now but it just felt too clinical uh too sort of um yeah there was just nothing to sink my teeth into thematically at all yeah. uh i played it once i can't see myself playing it again sort of too too mechanical mm, I, I, iodine is that the word i'm looking for you can edit this out right anyway there's some um yeah not now <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's a word i'm trying to think of it starts with i and it means it doesn't have any character at all and uh you know we can figure that word out later and just patch me saying it in over the top of this. But that's it. Yeah, don't like it. Anodyne. That's the word. Anodyne. It's way too anodyne. And it doesn't start with an I? Uh, vowels are complicated. <laughs> Alice, what's, uh, what's, what's off your radar? Um, well, I'm going to um, also be um, controversial and um, actually go for a couple of more recent <laughs> games I think that, I know what's coming. Um, yes, that uh, people, uh, my, my dear friends, um, <laughs> like a lot and, and I'm not um, so keen on, um, which will make our, um, uh, our podcast on this one um, interesting <laughs> is um, I know people love, 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 love Root. I know everyone loves Root. Um, it's one of the most popular games of 2018. And whilst I can understand why people like it and I enjoyed playing it the first few times, um, the 
the sheer length of the learning curve mm. for root um and just just i just it just is too much for me um as There's i also was, a lot of take that it's it's totally not your kind of game. no and yeah. and i think and yeah and it, it just yeah it's not it as I was saying earlier, one of the things I really like about a game is understanding how it works and then getting better at it. Mm. And it, it's just too hard to do that in Root because until you know mm. the right way to play every single different faction, faction mm. you can't really get better at them. And I just sort of got tired of it before I hit that point. So yeah. I think for me... Um, I'm not as keen to keep playing it as everybody else. My sense too, if I can jump in and interpret you for a second, Alice, is that... Um, <laughs> You're very it, good at it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I always get the feeling that um, there's, a, there's a kind of criticism, I think, in board game circles of games that are um, multiplayer solitaire. I'm doing air quotes. Um, and I, I don't buy the idea of multiplayer solitaire, but, but if we can use it not as a pejorative, but as a descriptor, I think you quite like games where you build your own engine and... Um, I think one of the things that, having played a few games with you, one of the things that bothers you more than anything else, I think, is when you're in the middle of your moves and then someone comes along and just whacks you, not because it was to stop you, but because whacking you was what they needed to do to win. So this kind of really nasty interaction and Root's full of that. Yeah. You know, you'll be playing Root and then halfway through, they'll just smash you and you'll go, why was that? And they'll be like, well, I just needed to put this bit of cardboard here and that was the only way I could do it. And that I feel like that probably is your least favourite thing in the world. Yeah, just about. Yeah. I mean, I think the only way it could be more my least favourite thing is if they were doing it just because they could mm. rather than because it would actually achieve anything yep. for them or stop me winning. Yep. Um, yeah. There's the, That is the absolute worst. Yep. Um, but the other one that I am going to quickly mention um, that um, – both of the gentlemen in this room absolutely <laughs> love um, is Sentinels. <laughs> yep. Um, and and this is this is because of um, a few reasons. I think the main one being because it is a board game slash card game that is trying to be a role-playing game mm. or it's a role-playing game that's masquerading as a card game. Mm. Um, and as I said, I tend to like to keep those parts of my life separate. Um, and um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's too complicated and um, too, yeah, just too much. It's, mm. it's just not, it's not my bag. It also all. weighs four tons. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> especially does now. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just I, I tend to find trying to play it a bit exhausting. Mm. So um, yeah, they are they are two current favourites of many people that I would have to say are not my favourites. So the, look, there's, there's obviously. So many things coming out on a regular basis. Um, yeah, I think we were all looking at an article recently that talks about the, the talking about the, the growth of the board mm. game industry, right? Mm. Golden uh, age. Yeah, I, I, and again, that's a discussion that we've had. It, yeah. we, we appear to be in this golden age. So, so with that in mind, um, what's on your radar? Like, what what is the 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 next one that you 
want to get their hands on and, and have a really good shot at. So I'm a bit of a Kickstarter tragic. Um, luckily, I don't have... Well, luckily, I've managed to kind of pull it back a bit because there are, I'm about to list, I think, four Kickstarter games that are still <laughs> in production that I haven't actually... I've backed only one of them. Um, I'm really looking forward to The Seventh Continent. I've played it a couple of times. Um, I think it's a really interesting game. I don't think it's ever going to be a permanent favourite, but I'm really looking forward to playing it with the new content. Um, I'm pretty sad I missed the Tidal Blades Kickstarter. I think there's going to be... I don't think it's going to be, again, the most amazing game in the world, but I really like the idea of tweaking your dice to get better at something, and graphically it's beautiful. Uh, I'm really kicking myself, as we were talking about earlier this week, about missing Nemesis. Um, I love the Alien films. The reviews that are coming out of that now make it sound like it, it's about the most thematic game you could imagine. Um, I think the kind of card gamer in me is really keen to give Keyforge Rise of the Archons, I think that's what it's called, um, really keen to give that a go, the kind of unique deck builder. Well, it's not a deck builder, it's a unique deck game. That, that just looks like it's doing something really interesting. Uh, I really, really, really am looking forward to Rallyman GT, but that's just because I quite like watching World Rally Championship and <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, and lastly, it's the game that's come on my radar recently that I know I sort of, um, I know I missed because I think it's a couple of years old now. It's a game called Catacombs and that's mainly because I played Flick'em Up a couple of weeks ago, really enjoyed it. Um, and now I'm thinking the dexterity game, boom, might be something quite fun. So yeah, uh, I'm very good at focusing my attention and only doing one thing at a time, clearly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and only wanting to list four or five yeah. games that you need to acquire, yeah. given that you already have a rather substantial collection. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for the size of your apartment, which is exactly the same size as our apartment, yeah. so we know how little room that actually is. Yeah, um, is. I have to say that um, I am not, I do not have my finger on the pulse of board gaming um, quite as much um, as um, my companions. Um, <laughs> I am currently distracted by trying to teach myself Japanese. Mm -hmm. um, but um, one game that has come to my attention that um, I'm really, really looking forward to um, that I haven't played yet, which is slightly remarkable given my love of pattern recognition, um, is Azul. Oh, you're going to love it. Um, and <laughs> the um, the second um, version, the... No, the stained glass The one. stained glass yeah. version as well. Um, if it's anything like it, it seems to be, that's going to be 110% up my alley. Mm. Um, given that I do um, online jigsaw puzzles for hmm. fun and relaxation so um i'm really really not fun and profit not fun and profit um i'm i'm also as i think i mentioned before really really looking forward to the expansion of everdell that should mm, come oh out yeah, later this year um because you know axolotls and platter pie that's another Platypuses. week's leave. Yeah, that's another week's leave, uh, definitely. Yeah, we, we, we're all going to have to coordinate our leave requests <laughs> for when that arrives. Yeah. yeah we'll, um, you can rest assured that there will be a, uh, uh, a session on that pretty promptly after we get the boxes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd, look, I'd, I have to, to agree with Alice. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in Azul. Um, it definitely looks interesting, appeals to the designer in me uh, to be able to 
try and maybe make something pretty or I could actually be completely off base in terms of what it is anyway but it does actually sound interesting so I'm, I'm pretty keen to give that a shot uh, Pearlbrook Pearlbrook oh my god cannot wait for that um, and the the other game that, that's on my radar I know that you were playing it recently Nick um, is Charterstone mm. um, which I've heard some. I've heard reasonably good things about it, so that's that's definitely on my radar for mm. for twenty nineteen, if at all possible, as well. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I, I'm going to throw you guys a, a quick curveball. Um, <laughs> oh goody! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So obviously, we've talked about a number of different games. Um, are there any that you haven't talked about that you're, yeah? as part of the process of, of, of this conversation, thinking, yes, actually, that's when I want to play some more of right now or, you know, soon. Um, I, I'm going to lead off um, Alice Got Forbidden Sky, mm. which we kind of mentioned very briefly, um, as I think the next of the pandemic <laughs> series, <laughs> essentially. Sorry, Matt. It, 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 is, it, <laughs> it feels very much like a pandemic game. It's, it's brilliant. Mm. And I love it. Um, so looking forward to playing some more of that this year. That's fantastic. Do either of you guys have anything that you're sitting back going, yep, definitely need some more of X. So now that you've mentioned Charterstone, I mean, I I do own a copy and I have played the first game of it. Um, the people I'm playing it with aren't as, um, let's say, heavy users <laughs> as the three of us. Aren't um, as avid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, in a way, I'm I'm actually regretting that I didn't take a different legacy game to that group because Charterstone is a game I'd really like to play with you two. Actually, um, that being said, I think it, it benefits from the one game I played. It benefits from having six players, so we might have to might Expand have to a group. yeah find a couple mm -hmm. of others. But that I you've just reminded me of it, Mal. I had a great time playing it, and it's something I really do want to play more of. Awesome. Anything that that that, that you know you haven't had to got to play recently that you you really like to to revisit the uh, the the board game security blanket <laughs> <laughs> um i would uh like to keep playing more of seven wonders we mm. sort of got back into that recently and also um got the seven wonders um jewel the mm. two player version yeah. which yeah. is um great fun and um wonderful and quick to play so um i'd like to play more of that i'd also like to um play some more of um uh of takaido with mm. the crossroads expansion mm. um because i so enjoyed that <laughs> and it's and it's so damn pretty um and um but yeah, I think I just, for me, it's very much a case of wanting to um, expand the, the number and, and types of games. I mean, I did a pretty good job in the second half of last year. Mm, um, so yeah. I want to mm. keep on going in that vein and just continue to, as we await and says, play more games. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to quote him at some point. It's cool. It's cool. He is a large part of the reason why 
Malcolm and I got back you into, got back into board, gaming, board gaming, absolutely. along with yeah. my girlfriend Alora. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely have to uh, to to big shout out to Wawini and and tabletop, <laughs> yeah, um, and the uh, the the rage quit to ticket to ride. Um, sorry, we love you, Anne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so is there? And again, obviously, we're, we're talking about a, a, a group who are fairly avid gamers. Is, is there any any games that people might be surprised that you haven't played? I can feel that one. Um, I really like trains. I really like thematic strategy games. I've never played an 18xx. So, and for anyone who doesn't know what that is, because it's probably the nerdiest thing imaginable. Um, it's basically, imagine if a war game was about trains. Um, so it's you, you have to build a network and there's a stockbroker mechanic and all the rest of it. And I've just never played one, partially because I don't know any actual real-life train spotters and I don't really want to subject my friends to this. Um, and partially because I've heard that it's as addictive as Advanced Squad Leader and I don't need to spend another $3,000 on, on games. Um, and find more space to uh, store more there stuff. Is, there is also that. Might need an actual roundhouse. Um But, I mean, the other problem is, you know, I think the other reason I probably haven't gone there is just because I don't, I don't love games with economies in them, like uh, you know, or kind of f- financial economies. I don't love games that have a have an actual money market in them. So you know, the auctions drive me mad. Um, and I think there's a lot of that going on in in the eight and XX games from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if I turn up in the next couple of weeks with eighteen, which one's the one everyone wants? To, says, says you start with. It's uh, I think it's eighteen thirty six or eighteen twenty six. Anyway, if I turn up with that run <laughs> yeah, it's not nick it's a body double. yeah <laughs> um for me it's 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 things like uh a lot of i am a i'm not a massive cthulhu fan i'm mm. a huge horror fan mm. um but things like arkham horror oh my god you've never played arkham nope. horror Nope. I'm shocked by this. <laughs> shocked and horrified. Uh, and and with one of the people that uh, will likely be joining us on this panel as a, as a regular guest, he's going to be horrified to hear that. Um, but no, like they're, they're, they're just things that I've never... It's not, a, it's not an absence of interest. Like I, um. I, 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 as I say, I'm not a huge Cthulhu, no, not a... Uh, I'm not a Lovecraft devotee, but I mm. do enjoy the work. I enjoy mm. the genre. Just never really got me into the the games. Never yeah. actually been in a situation to sit down and really play them. Well, maybe I know, we should do an episode on that. I know <laughs> that, that that Alice and I did play a horror esque game with Tom once, but literally it was just like one thing. Um, yeah. And it was loosely. We have played a number of games of Elder Sign. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Um, Elder Signs. Elder Signs like a pretty decent lunch, um, and uh, Arkham Horror is like a degustation. But I don't know. It's like degustation Maccas. It's hard to explain. <laughs> it's a great game though. Really like it. Oh, certainly it'll it'll be one to look into. Given that that my I, I'm still working on the number of games that I've actually played, I'm not sure that there are a huge number that would surprise people that I haven't played. Possibly some of the um, 
early um, early classics um, things like um, Puerto Rico or Agricola or um, some of those sort of um, very classic early Euro games that I just have never quite gotten around to to playing. Um, well, Euros take so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and probably, obviously, the more recent ones, um, it would be, it would surprise people that I haven't played Azul yet. So mm-hmm. that's, that's probably top of the list. Yeah. Nice. So that's it for the first preview episode. Next time we'll talk about what each of us means and looks for when we're throwing around phrases like game balance and production values. Every gamer has an opinion on these sorts of things, so we're going to get our take on them out in the open up front. Now, we don't have any sponsors to thank, so I'd like to close with a shout-out to my fellow panel members, Alice and Nick, and to the awesome people out there designing and producing so many amazing games at the moment. You're all brilliant. If you want to contact us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Is It My Turn or Is It My Turn of the Podcast. Uh, And for now, thanks for listening. Let's play again soon.